Welcome to episode 164 of the Various and Sundry Podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the Vault Studio on the beautiful campus of Grace College and Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who is getting ready to leave town <laughs> one more time, John uh. Scott. Slopes. There was a big pause there. Dramatic pause. Yeah, yeah. You did not have one prepared. Well, right? I had sort of a half-baked one. So, okay. Um, so we're actually recording on a Thursday. Thursday afternoon, a late full, in the afternoon. A full four days before this episode actually drops. And why are we doing that, John? Uh, well, tonight I go to Indianapolis. Andrea and I have a hotel in Indianapolis, and then the next morning we'll fly out to North Carolina. Okay. And then – we're there till Sunday. We fly back, and then I go to Atlanta the very next day. Okay, and then that's—I guess—that's the real reason. Is I'm—I'm yeah. I'm not here next week. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. So um, some of our listeners probably know one of the inspirations for our podcast is uh, the Happy Rant podcast that both of us have enjoyed at various points. Yep. Um, and one of their uh, co-hosts. Uh, Ronald J. Martin. Oh, yeah. They, they often like to refer to him as Tarmac. Ronnie Tarmac. Yeah, yeah. So we are on the – we are moving in that direction of uh, of calling you um, – I know you you probably – have you ever been called Johnny? Johnny um, Tarmac? By children. Yeah. Yeah, by, by, by young children. Okay. Uh, I'd be okay with that. Johnny Tarmac? I, I, I haven't missed an episode though. That's true. Which – Ronnie, Ronnie cannot say that. <laughs> Ronnie, Ray, like, I mean, he may yeah. miss 25% of those episodes. Yeah. Well, let's be I, honest. It, the, the podcast is better when he's not on. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I <laughs> okay. mean, of the three, he's probably my least favorite. Yeah. yeah. Although he's also the closest. We could get to him the easiest. The geographically closest, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's true. He was That's also a, a closest to us church-wise as well. Like, I mean, he was a Grace Brethren Cares Fellowship worship leader for a time. Yes, he was. Yeah. Just interesting. Yeah. That's all we should probably say on that. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can uh, find us on Twitter at VNSPod. You can email the show, variousandsundrypodcast at gmail.com. You can re- find us on Facebook and on YouTube as well. We'd love for you to leave a five-star rating and a review. And uh, I'm going to be straight up with you, John. Uh, I've gotten some pushback uh, from our last episode. For the one that dropped? The one that dropped last week the yeah. week that we just recorded three days ago. Yeah. With our Super Bowl correspondent, uh, Will Dawson. Really? People yeah. didn't like Will. Oh, no, no, no. No, it, it was the fact that uh, – well, I'm going to – I'll just shoot straight with you here. My wife is still a little bit uh, salty. Mm. About the fact that Will got on the show before she did. And so is Nate from Ohio. Oh, Nate's upset about this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Boy, that – OK. Yeah. yeah I, I mean I suppose we should feel honored that people are so eager. My apologies. To yeah. get on the show. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's fine. I, I – I I booked we booked Will and it was it was my idea really to do this. Oh, so yeah. I take responsibility for this. I, it was my decision. Well, and he has a very unique perspective. Yeah. As a yes. as a 
as a reporter yes. at these events, yes. who we're connected with. Yes. These events that we talk about all the time. Uh-huh. So yeah, uh, there's part of it that just makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. So in any case, um, feel free to reach out to the show and express your displeasure at what we talk about on this free platform to you. Uh, yeah. So yes, Interesting. There we go. All right, John, let's talk a little sports. And since we're going to be a few days uh, removed by the time this drops, I thought we would, uh, you know, NFL season finally over, right? Yep. Super Bowl's in the books. The Chiefs are the champs. And um, by the way, uh, Disney's putting out the commercial of Patrick Mahomes going, I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah. Andrea has never seen those commercials what? before. No. And so they popped up on TV. She goes, what? This is stupid. Why is he going <laughs> to Disneyland? She just didn't understand. I was like, no, no, no. That's a thing. Yeah. Every championship. For like 30 years, that's been a thing. Yeah. She'd never seen it before. Really? Isn't that wild? That is. Okay. That is interesting. Yes. Um, so uh, I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk uh, – this past weekend when this episode drops, it hasn't happened yet, but uh, NBA All-Star Weekend yep. is going on. So um, do you – I know you're going to be traveling, so you're not going to be in a position to really watch. But like do you normally watch? Is there any element of the All-Star Weekend for the NBA that you're like, oh, I kind of like that? Um, I like to tune in for the skills competition, dunk contest. I like that stuff. I think it's okay. fun. Uh, dunk contest usually goes on way too long. Yeah. Uh, well, and they also – they just don't seem to get the guys that people are really clamoring oh, for, yeah. right? Well, people, I think guys are worried they're going to get hurt. Yeah. Uh, which is understandable. You know, yeah. um, your whole livelihood is based on your body. Do yes. less things that hurt it. Yes. You know, that makes sense. And to be honest, you could go onto YouTube and search for dunks mm-hmm. and find dunks that are probably better in some ways – by people that you've never heard of that are just freakish athletes but aren't anywhere near good enough to play in the NBA. So even the – you know, it used to be, well, that's what's what you, that was what you had available to you. So you yep. waited every year for, oh, this is amazing, you know, this dunk contest. Well, now it's – well, you can go search on YouTube and find a bunch of – montages of amazing dunks. You you know what's funny, though, is I catch more NBA when I travel than when I'm at home. Yes. Do you know why that is? Well, I know you don't have cable. I don't have cable. All hotel rooms basically have cable. Yeah. And so I'm able to like – I'll click it on and and watch. Yeah, but this weekend you're going to be hanging out with family, so you're probably not going to be – Yeah, that's probably true. And now the dunk contest starts at like – 11 o'clock at night, which is yeah, multiple hours I, beyond your bedtime. I was going to mention that. Yeah. I I can't stay up that late. Yeah. We all know. It's yeah. it's rough. <laughs> so uh, I do enjoy um, the three-point competition. I think oh, that's yeah. I, yeah. I, that's I another one I enjoy. That. But um, – The game itself though, do you – You know, they've tried to – they've tried to make it interesting where they've changed the format to – Elam ending? Are they still doing that? Um, yes, but each quarter now, like they break up into into the teams and eat, eat, who wins each quarter determines which charities get money and that kind of thing. So each quarter matters in that sense. Um, and then they do the Elam ending uh, for the fourth quarter. Hmm. So I, I don't know. I mean it's – the quality of basketball is terrible. But, you know, it's it's – elite level NBA players 
goofing around and playing no defense. Yeah. Which there's, there's a measure of entertaining entertainment sure. to that. But uh, so as we record today, um, let's see. Where are your Knicks, John Sloat? They are in – let's see. They are in – I lost my place there. They are in sixth. They're sixth in the East. Just outside the play-in. Right. Yes. Yes. You want yeah, to stay in so the top six to avoid the play-in games. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, a little bit of a surprise. The Cavs are in fourth. Um, well, Donovan Mitchell yeah, is that, amazing. That, yes, he is. Yes, he's having a monster year. Uh, Celtics and Bucks at the top of the East. No surprise. No surprise there. with the Sixers on their heels. Yes. And the Cavs on their heels. Yes. So. Um, let me switch over here to the West. Don't you think the Nets are going to fall off though just a little bit here with with the gutting of their stars recently? Yes. Yes, they will. So, I mean, that's the fifth the fifth seed right now. So, I think they'll, pr- they'll probably back off. Yeah, probably. Probably. So, that would get the, the Knicks into the fifth position. That would be fun. Top five? Yeah. That four or five matchup. If that was a yeah. Cavs-Knicks matchup there, that would be interesting. Um, let's see. Western Conference Nuggets are in first, but it's pretty bunched up once you get to like third. So between third and um, let's see here. Yeah, between third and 13th. Is that right? No, between third and 11th. There you go. There is a uh, – Four game, four and a half game spread. So really bunched up. A lot can happen in that still. Um, but Nuggets leading the West and the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors are in ninth, which is shocking. But, you know, they're three and a half behind Sacramento, who's in third. Yeah. So they catch, you know, they, they catch a good good rhythm there and they could easily and end the, up top three. Top the four. Suns made a pretty big upgrade. Yes. With, right. With KD. And they're in fourth. But a game out of third, um, the Nuggets, though, the Nuggets are actually relatively healthy. They just have never – they've not been healthy these last few mm-hmm. years. And it feels like they've got all their pieces together. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, with the shuffling of the deck with the trade deadline now, with Kyrie in Dallas and KD in Phoenix. Yeah, I'm trying to keep up with everything. And D'Angelo Russell in L.A. again. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So – uh, it sets up for a good finish, though. I think the NBA regular season will actually be compelling with all these mm-hmm. changes now and see how that works out. Yeah. Let's talk a little baseball. Yeah. Uh, pitchers and catchers have reported at this point. And by the time this drops, I think I think everybody will have reported. So have tell me about have, have the Mets made any major additions or have any subtractions from their – um, so we lost Jacob deGrom. Did you know that? I think I did. Okay. So he he signed with Texas and in his opening press conference said, I just really wanted to be a part of an organization that wanted to win, hmm. which did not go over well. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, in the next days, the Mets ownership announced the signing of Justin Verlander. Yeah. Uh, the ageless wonder who I think he's in his 40 40- one-year-old season right now, mm-hmm. uh, and won Cy Young last year. So they went out and spent and got yeah. a really good ace. Um, so basically everybody's kind of looking at them going like, well, you didn't really improve. 
However, they won 101 games last year. Right. It's hard to improve on 101 wins. Right. Though they did fade late in the year. They did fade and late. And it was their offense, if I remember correctly, right, that kind of let them down. Their bats went cold. Bats went cold. Um, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, we're really relying on some rookies that are coming up. So we got a third baseman, Brett Beatty, who's coming up. Francisco Alvarez, he's a catching prospect that uh, he, I think he's 20, 21 years old. And uh, the dude just hits dingers. <laughs> Okay. So he's just a, he's just a big guy that just hits yeah. the ball a long way, and he, yeah. he plays catcher in first base. So, okay. yeah, we'll see what happens with Francisco Alvarez. I mean, there's high hopes on those guys. There's another guy called Mark Vientos. The problem with him is he can't play defense. Oh. That is half the game. That is half the game, except for the DH. <laughs> That's true. Which is kind of where everybody has him pegged in yeah, the majors. He, unfortunately, the Mets play in the National League that does not have the DH. That's not true anymore. Really? They switched it? Last season, yeah. I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, so the that whole shows how touch I am the whole league has the designated hitter now. They changed some other rules this year. Uh, you can't shift anymore? I did hear that. I think that's dumb. Really? Yeah. They want more action. They want more balls in play. Okay, well, then you – yeah. I, I, well, let me think. They got some other rule changes this okay. year. Uh, what do you think of um, – so no shifting – uh, a pitch clock for pitchers. Do you like Love that? Love it. Okay. So they have a pitch clock now. Um, what else did they do? Oh, they enlarged the bases by three inches. Why they do that? Uh, they want more people running. They want more action on the bases. So making them three inches bigger is supposed to incentivize stealing bases? Stealing bases. Uh, Being more aggressive on balls right. hit into the gap, that sort of stuff. Uh, so – Instead of 90 feet base-to-base, base, it's now 89, 89 and a half. That's six inches. I mean, yeah. That's, that's going to make all the difference. The analytic people are going to be all over this. Oh, yeah. So that's – do you like that change? Do you not like that change? <laughs> I don't think it matters. Okay. I don't care about that. One. I'm trying to think. Were there any other big rule changes? Got the no shifting, the bigger bases. Oh, in extra innings, automatically a runner on second. I thought they were already doing that, weren't they? They did it during the pandemic. They stopped it for two years, and now it's coming back. Do they do that in the postseason? Or I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know the answer to that. All right. Pastor Mark would probably know the answer there to that. There you go. Because he's, he's on to these things. That's true. So I think those are the major rule changes this year. Okay. Um, I can get on board with that. So one of the big questions every year is like, what kind of baseball are we going to have in the season? Yeah. Is it going to be a juiced ball? Is it going to be a dead ball? Right. How much is it going to fly? That always connects with the number of home runs we have. Yes. Uh, whether we have a guys hitting 50 and 60 home runs or whether we have guys hitting 30 and 40 home runs. Mm -hmm. That's always a big question mark out there. Yes. And you get a hint of that, don't you, in spring training a little bit or not? Um, no. I think they use previous year baseballs in spring training Okay. just to use them up. Yeah. Um, but there's there's so baseball bought I think bought the company that makes the baseballs a few years ago. That makes sense. And uh, baseball uh, MLB is like tweaking the baseball year to year. <laughs> yeah. And there's even some suspicion that nationally televised games they give it a live baseball. Oh my gosh. And so the ball travels further, higher viewing, higher attendance, all these things. Okay. Um, but in that wild to think yes. about. Yeah. Anyway, that's your baseball update. Uh, the Mets. Uh, Playoffs are bust.
playoffs, I think it's deep playoffs or bust. Yeah. I think yeah. last year they got bounced in their first series. I think yep. they need to get a bit deeper. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, as we approach March, that means March Madness is on the horizon. We will once again do a yeah. bracket challenge. Yeah, that's always fun. And uh, we'll get that going here uh, in terms of getting that set up in the in the system here shortly. Uh, probably a couple weeks out still. Who won last year? Do you remember? It was Grant. Oh, Grant in Indiana. Grant in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll offer another signed copy of one of my books. You've had a few more come out. <laughs> I've had one. So – since last since last March, just one. Just one? Yes. Really? I, I know. I, I, I'm slacking. I, <laughs> what do you do with your day, man? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right. Ready to move on, John? Yes. Okay. So today we are talking about He Gets Us. Okay. I, I assume you mean the ad campaign? Yes. Uh, unless you've probably been living under a bit of a rock. You have seen at least one of these somewhere. Um, there were two of them during the Super Bowl. I only saw one during the Super Bowl. One during the first quarter, one during the fourth quarter. I saw the one in the fourth quarter. I did not see the first quarter. So, um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about this. Um, this is a um, a $100 million ad campaign that is designed to uh, start conversations about Jesus. And so now I'm going to read a direct quote from their website, the He Gets Us website. Uh, Here's a quote. He Gets Us is a movement to reintroduce people to the Jesus of the Bible and the confounding love and forgiveness. We believe his words, example, and life have relevance in our lives today and hope for a better future. One more quote. Uh, throughout the uh, throughout our shared history, Jesus has represented the ultimate good that humankind is capable of aspiring to. And though some no longer believe in God, most are still compelled by the idea of a person capable of unconditional love for others despite their differences. We look at the biography of Jesus through a modern lens to find new relevance in often overlooked moments and themes from his life. So those are three different quotes taken directly from the hegetsus.com website. I believe the About Us page, right? Yes. Um, Which uh, we'll, we'll put in the show. We'll the, put in the links the and everything. The first two yeah. were from well, – sorry. The first one was from the About Us. The second – and third ones were from a page that is entitled uh, He Gets Us Has an Agenda. So it's sort of uh, responding to some people's accusations that they have this agenda. And they're basically saying, yeah, we have an agenda. Here's what our agenda is. Mm-hmm. So what what have been your general impressions of this, whether it's from – Seeing the ads, whether it's from poking around their website a little bit, well, when you first kind of became aware of it or saw a commercial, what were some of your initial thoughts? Um, my, my first thought was, uh, "What Mormon group paid for this?" Was my was my first thought. Like, yeah. who has the money to do this? It's probably the Mormons or something like that. Yep. Some sort of denomination or, or something like that that has the cash to put this out. That was, right. that was really my first thought. Okay. Um, Follow the money. Yeah, yeah. 
which is which donations and fundraising is an interesting part of this story mm-hmm. because for about I, I think the campaign was live for like six to eight months and nobody could figure out who gave the money for it. Yeah. Because they gave through a Christian donor advised fund. Okay. Do you know what a donor advised fund is? I don't. So the, the, we have an expert in the room. Right yeah, here. yeah. We 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 have entered the realm of of uh, uh, fundraising at this point. Yes. But basically, donor advised funds. Uh, Fidelity has one. Uh, Christian Foundation has one. Cigna something. It was this one. And basically, like, let's say you have five charitable organizations that you give to. Mm-hmm. Instead of you writing checks to each of those individually, and then they give you a receipt. You donate to your donor advice fund. It's a it's a not for profit organization. Yeah. It then invests that money, and your money continues to grow in the donor advice fund. And then you make a recommendation <laughs> on where to send it, and they are supposed to send it on. Okay. And so places like Fidelity, Charles Schwab, they have started saying we're not going to give to this organization. And so people are up in arms. So all these mm-hmm. Christian organizations have come out and said. We're going to start our own. Yeah. Um, this one, this one that was used, it starts with an S. I can't remember the name of it. Has like a few billion under assets, mm-hmm. and they donate. To, they're they're explicitly Christian. Yeah. Uh, and they will not tell you where the money comes from. So up until what November, we didn't know where Maybe, the money yeah, where the money was then. coming from. Yep. And that was fascinating. Yeah. That was that was probably the most fascinating part of the article to me. <laughs> of course, that and some of the theology surrounding Jesus. That yeah. was that was the other okay. fascinating part. Yes, so um, so that's what I thought about. It Matt, did eventually when... come out that one of the one of the major donors is um, the Hobby Lobby guy. What's his name? Green something. Yeah, something green. Yeah, so Dan Green. Yeah, Dan Green. Um, and uh, there are others as well. I mean. But um, I think he's the only one that's public, though. I think that might be right. As far as I know, he's the only one that's come out. I think he came out on like one of these conservative talk shows Mm -hmm. uh, that it was that he was a supporter of it. Yeah. Now, he could be, you know, few a few grand or a few Uh, hundred grand. We uh, we don't know. Well, I listened to a podcast with one of the lead guys of He Gets Us. And he he certainly gave he he gave the impression that a that the idea sprang from him getting a text from a major donor, and you know you, you kind of listen a little bit and it's like well it, it certainly kind of gave the very indirect vibe that he might have been the impetus behind it even mm. in terms of the idea the driver yes. So what was your first response when you saw the commercials and and things like that, billboards or Mm -hmm. heard about the campaign? Yeah. So I think uh, my initial reaction was um, as I saw the ads, my first reaction was, oh, my goodness. First of all, that's a a commercial about Jesus. That's surprising. Don't see a lot of those. Yeah. But then thinking – their presentation of who Jesus is, I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Or at least it was, well, sort of, but. Kind of a yes, but. Yeah, kind of, but maybe, depending on what we mean by that. And yeah, so 
you know, not to be the well actually guy, but I was kind of the well actually. I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, uh, especially as some of the some of them came out, it felt very. And this is this is getting into one of my initial kind of, I guess, criticisms of it is, um, it felt like they were trying to wrap Jesus into our cultural categories mm-hmm. um, in terms of trying to frame him within those. And I think anytime you do that, it it it's it it's dangerous. Refugee, rebel. Yeah, I mean, he. They, those yeah. are the kind of categories exactly. that they're using. Yeah, you know, so wrongly convicted. Yeah, so stuff like that. the Jesus was a you know. So there's a commercial. One of them is about refugees, and Jesus was a refugee too. Okay, so <laughs> broadly speaking, sure, but is it really the same thing? And what do we mean by refugee? Is mm-hmm. it anybody who shows up at our borders? Is it like, you know? So all of a sudden now we're into immigration policy. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, or, Jesus, Jesus did not go to the UN to to get placed somewhere or, or right. anything like that. And you know, yeah. So it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, you're using a contemporary category and then saying Jesus was this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, but he wasn't really that. Depending on how we understand that term or that category we're using. So um, now I will say the ads in terms of their quality are exceptionally done. They're beautiful. They are well – they are well designed. They are they are well crafted. They make you think. And um, I, I think from that perspective, they are a success mm-hmm. in that people won't look at that and go – Oh, that's kind of hokey Christian stuff. Yep. No, it's more of like that's impressive. Like that that feels like a commercial that would that any brand would be happy with oh, in yeah. terms of its look, its feel, all of that. In fact, the one of the podcasts I listened to uh, about this basically said that the that the that the that the desire behind it, basically that the lead guy was like, I want something. That is like Nike's. Just do it. Short, memorable, and compelling. Like, on that front, they got it. I think they did get it. Yeah, it's a three-word phrase. He gets us. It's genius. And there's, on the marketing, there's end. baked in like compassion and empathy, and, yeah. and all these categories that yeah. are just really good for for a brand. Genius. So they absolutely got their. Money's worth in the, from a secular perspective of like they put big bucks up and whatever marketing agency put this together hit a home run in Absolutely. terms of design and, and all of that. So props to them for that. Um, any other positives? I think both of us have some concerns. Um, I mean, I mean. It has created a lot of conversation around Jesus. Absolutely. Uh, I think conversation about it's given us content for this podcast as well, which which I'm always in favor of. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's created a lot of conversation around Jesus, and I think it's been helpful. Like like anyway, I want to get to this later, but mm-hmm. I, some of the response was just like. 
you people who don't like the You Gets Us campaign, you're just upset that you're not evangelizing and people are out here sharing the gospel at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't think we have an agreement about what the gospel is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know. So I want to explore yeah. that later. But I think it's been clarifying to me um, that lots of people don't understand what the gospel is. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's that certainly wasn't their intention. But that's no. been helpful to me. Right. Yes. Um, so let's talk about some of the some of the issues here. Um, let me start with. Uh, I'll start with one. I've got. Nine listed here, eight listed here, um, and I don't know if you have. You probably have others as well. I uh, I share some of these. Yeah. Okay. Um, first, uh, the Jesus they present is purely human. I wanted to camp on that one for a minute. Okay. Um, in there, they often in the about us section they talk about Jesus experienced emotion and all these things, and was. Was experience. He's the greatest human that ever was. You know, talking through, which yeah. is true, right? Yeah. Right. He he is human, um, but there is sort of a enamoration. I don't know if that's a word um, <laughs> with Jesus' humanity right now. Uh-huh. So I I don't I haven't watched it, so I I have no opinions about it. But the chosen, mm-hmm. when I talk to people about it, I go, "What do you like about this?" And they go, "It just presents Jesus as so human." Mm-hmm. And I go, why do you need that? You know, and mm-hmm. I just don't understand like the cultural glory of Jesus as human. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. My my sort of like ramblings here. No, I get it. Um, in fact, you, you know, look, it, I don't expect a full orbed gospel presentation in a thirty second ad. Sure, I'm not. I'm not criticizing them for that. But when you look at the series of ads, it's all about his humanity and about his ability to identify with us in some way. Mm-hmm. OK. That's true. But that's like one small aspect of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And I would argue it's not the most significant aspect. Yeah. Because lost in all of this is any sense of – not just does he get you, whatever that means. It's that he saves you mm-hmm. and he changes you. That's not where really in view there. It's sort of a the the implied sort of the implied vibe of it is um, he gets you and you're kind of you're basically okay, or you know you have the same frustrations that Jesus has. With yeah. certain people. Oh, yeah. Well, is there any recognition in there of you're a sinner? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't just need someone to empathize with me or to understand me. I need someone to save me yeah. and to change me. Well, and it, it's it's Jesus is a good teacher and a moral person and we should like him. Yeah. Right? Isn't that sort of the message? Sort of this is court of, uh, a little bit. Ashton Kutcher, Jesus is my homeboy. Yeah. Uh, so it's sort of brown and served with a better marketing. Right. Budget. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know who else thought Jesus' humanity should be elevated? The Arians. Arius. <laughs> like that. that's my snarky response to, to this ad. Like, yeah. oh, Arius has a Super Bowl commercial. That was, that was a bit of my oh, yeah. snarkiness. Yeah. So, um, so there, there's no – 
and, and it's not just the ads. When you dig into the website. It's the same stuff. It's the same stuff. There's nowhere that you're like, well, not actually is he just human. He's actually God. Now, in the website, they do say, you may not believe that Jesus is fully man and fully God like we do. Oh, you found that? I did not see that. Yes, that's in the About Us section. Okay. Uh, they do say that, but but you may not be there, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, why? What? Like, like it just <laughs> the whole enterprise seems to lack theological grounding. Yeah, if if that makes sense. Yeah, true. Uh, my second one: uh, the analogies they draw between contemporary culture uh, and Jesus need way more nuance and tend to lean. This is my take. Feels like they lean a little bit more left than right. Mm-hmm. On that spectrum, politically, which is, which is funny because it's supported by because it's funded by people who are politically conservative. Yeah, generally yeah. speaking, I, I felt the same way um, that it, that it leaned that way, um, and I agree. Like like those are important topics that we need to talk through. Yeah, like absolutely. like like refugees, uh, immigration. immigration policy, racial politics, the, uh, you know, racial issues. Absolutely, sure. we need to have long conversations, um, not thirty second Super Bowl ads about them, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. They they seem to like try to. I don't know if they were trying to sway like marginal Democrats to be more conservative. <laughs> like I don't I know, know what the yeah. what the aim is. Um, yes. But anyway, uh, third, there's no central uh, hint. Uh, there's no hint of his central mission. No sense of offering his life as a ransom for sins. Uh, so going back to one of their about statements, right? Uh, where was it here? We believe his words. Example and life have relevance for our lives today and hope for a better future. But no mention of his death or resurrection. Yes. Uh, or second coming. Yeah. Maybe you could pull out second coming in the in the yeah. future, but. You, you, you missed the cross and yep. the empty tomb. That's yep. kind of a problem. That's a big one. And it's in the about section too. So you had more opportunity to – I'm not saying it has to be in the ad. I'm saying but when you go to the about section and you try to say we believe his words, example, and life have relevance, well, a lot of people look at Jesus as the moral example or a fine teacher or something like that. Sure. So that's a problem. Um, here's one that we haven't talked about yet. What controls are there for churches who register to follow up? leads because basically you can go onto the website and say mm-hmm. I'm interested in more information about Jesus or connecting with somebody to learn more about Jesus from what I can tell there is no theological control for a church signing up so you could get a Jehovah's Witness congregation oh, you yeah. could get a Mormon church or this was funny this criticism actually is out there on the left as well I read some secular articles who were like Oh, this is all, this is terrible. You could actually get referred to a church that believes homosexuality is sinful, <laughs> and they're outraged by this. You know, so it's kind of funny to see people on the progressive left criticize yeah. this. Um, but I would say, you know, you're, you know, it's sort of ro- rolling the dice as to what kind of church you could get connected with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, are they working with Catholics? That I don't know. I mean, it definitely has a Protestant foundation, mm-hmm. but is is that even? Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. I'm not sure either. Yeah. Um, one, uh, this, this is a, a bit of a wrinkle. On their website, they have this whole system for getting free gear, free in quotation marks. Did you okay. see this? No, I didn't read through this. 
So you can get – he gets us gear, a hat, a t-shirt, that sort of thing for free. All that they ask is, is you do something good for somebody else. So if you if you go to the website and there's a there's a section of uh, where is it? Uh, give love, get free gear. So you can get a T-shirt. No money required. Pick your price. Care for your neighbor. Console someone who is hurting, etc. Hmm. Go do a good work. We'll send you a free T-shirt or a free hat. What is that telling you about uh, the nature yeah. of, of 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 the gospel? Very strange. Yeah, it just um, doesn't feel very well thought out. Like like the whole campaign. Um, other than they wanted something attractive. Yeah. Yes. Um, I've got a few more here. We're running a little low on time, but oh yeah, let's um, do it. Let's see. Um, uh, let's see. I think you're at six. Yeah, uh, I'll just hit these briefly. Um, I think it perpetuates the stereotype that Jesus followers don't really get who Jesus is, right? It kind of builds into the vibe of, well, there are Christians out there, but they don't really get who Jesus is because yeah. so they're trying to distance themselves from any of those types. Yeah. Um, um, it, it, next one, it invites people to identify as victims or righteous rather than as sinners. Right. It's like he gets mm-hmm. you. Jesus gets you. And he shares those same frustrations with those other people who are like that. Mm-hmm. Well, your, where's your own personal responsibility in that? Uh, and the campaign reinforces what culture wants to believe, wants us to believe about Jesus while leaving out what culture doesn't want to believe about Jesus. In other words, the heart, the, the sharp edges of what Jesus says. Nowhere to be found. Oh, yeah. Nowhere to be found. So I'll give you uh, final thoughts as you kind of look at this. How should – if a, if someone comes to you and says, John, what do, what do I do with this? Is there anything good I can use out of this? Is it all bad? What, what do I do with this he gets us stuff? Um, this will be a Arius uh, conversation in my church history class this okay. year. So that will be one takeaway I have. All right. Um, if somebody comes to me – I'm probably going to point them to, to number one, right? Uh, the Jesus they present is purely human. And probably the other one is number three. There is no hint, hint of a central mission to offer his life as a ransom for sin. Yeah. Like those, those elements just aren't present mm-hmm. um, in the campaign anywhere. Now, maybe they do a pivot with some of the criticism they're getting. You know, they hear the VNS pod, discuss this, and is yeah. frustrated. Obviously. And Dan Green shows up on campus, <laughs> begs us to retract this, and says, promises us all these changes. Yeah. Um, Drops ten million for a building on campus. Absolutely, um, as one does. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, th- those would probably be the two points I'd hit. The yeah, most. I think the best I can say is, and you said this earlier, it is sparking conversation about Jesus. Yeah, I just wouldn't want people to go to the He Gets Us website and probably rely on that getting them where they need to go. Also the. Jesus doesn't need a PR campaign. Yeah, amen. His his image doesn't need rehabilitated because yeah. it's been so damaged. Kind of the the it feels like the message is, hey, these far right evangelicals have damaged the reputation of Jesus. Yes, um, and and no, no, Jesus is fine. His church is going to persevere and and continue on. Yeah, uh, uh, for for generations on generations. Yeah, it's going to continue to go for sure. 
for sure. So those are our thoughts. Uh, we can throw in the show notes some of those links. There are three articles from Christianity Today that describe some of the, the information about the ad. And then I came across an article by Natasha Crane entitled Seven Problems with He Gets Us. I don't okay. agree with necessarily all of those points in there, but I think she makes some good observations. Well, you had eight yeah, well, and blew the, her out of the water. Well, no, there's overlap with hers as well. So it's, I'm not suggesting that my eight are different. You know, there's going to be some overlap. Yeah. All right, John, you ready to move on? Yep. Time now for this day in sports history. John, you're going to love today's edition. Yeah, Meyer, there's some lovely, lovely oh. words, lovely names. Oh, John, I have served you so well. <laughs> uh, February 21st, 2023. Uh, 1979, two Iowa girls, uh, high school basketball teams, play four scoreless quarters before the game was won four to two in the fourth overtime period. That's not basketball. That's a hockey score. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, one year later, 1980. Oh, gosh. Like uh, Tenstein. Lichtenstein. Oh, goodness. Uh, becomes, it's a country. Yes, I knew that. <laughs> becomes the smallest country to produce an Olympic champion as Hannah Hanny, Hani? Sure, Hani probably. Wenzel wins the women's giant slalom at the Lake Placid Winter Games. Okay. Upstate New York. Yeah. Uh, 1989, Pete Rose. Oh, boy. Meets with Commissioner <laughs> uh, Uberoth. 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 Yeah, Peter Uberoth. Uh, to discuss his gambling. Yep. That's when things were starting to heat up on Heat Pete. up, become known. The thing, th- things were just coming out in the open. Yep. When did he have his uh, mea culpa? Was it 2002? Oh, Somewhere in that ballpark? Uh, I think it feels later than that, I think. Anyway. Um, 2014. Park <laughs> Seung-hee? Sung-hee, Sung-hee? Yeah. Wins Olympic women's 1,000 short track speed skating gold medal in Sochi. I knew that one. Yeah. Uh, for the second gold medal of the games, uh, she also won the 3,000 relay uh, okay. race. Yeah. 3,000 meter relay race. Yep. Oh boy, um, I see a squish together A and E. Um, what do you call that? What's the... I don't remember what the exact name for that letter is. Um, 2018 Norwegian cross country skiers Martin Johnsrud Sundby, <laughs> Johannes. There's an O with a line through it. Uh, Hazaflot <laughs> and Kleabo. Oh, boy. Uh, win their second gold medals in Pyeongchang <laughs> in the men's team sprint freestyle. Trio also wins the 4 by 10,000 relay. I noticed you didn't jump in and correct me on any of those. <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, yeah. My sense is that you don't know how they're pronounced either. Um, yeah. Johnson Sundby, Johannes Hosflit and Clybo. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I got pretty close on those then. I think so. Yeah. How did I do on Peo Chang? Pyong, isn't it? Pyong Chang? Pyong Chang. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which one do you like, John? 
None. <laughs> February 21st, a crummy day. Um, yeah. A lot of Winter Olympic stuff. Football's over. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the Pete Rose meeting with the commissioner feels like the least <laughs> athletic sports news of all time. Yeah. Maybe uh, Liechtenstein. Okay. All right. We can go with that. That feels – I mean – we are we're definitely in the window here of the uh, Winter Olympics. So. Yeah. Liechtenstein, yeah. Let's go with that. Let's do it. Okay. Liechtenstein. All right. One thing you liked. Uh, I'm I'm going to throw this out there. I I, I may want to pull this back in the future, but uh the revival at Asbury, okay, has been encouraging to me. All right. Uh seen a lot of voices down there that that say this seems to be a legitimate revival down at Asbury. Have you done much reading on the topic? I've done just a, a, a very, very minimal amount. I have had students ask me my thoughts on it, so had some conversations. Denny, Denny Burke was down there, uh, had positive things to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig Keener as well, I believe, was down mm-hmm. there, had positive things to say. So yeah. they've been going over a week. Yes. And so as, as of now. You know, yes. By as, by this point, I suppose it could stop. Yeah. Um, but you know, pray, praying that it spreads and the the whole country gets the world gets wrapped up in in revival. That'd be really exciting. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that that's my one thing this week is the the right. Asbury revival. There you go. So my thing is a uh, much different direction. Um, I have started listening to the Gut Check podcast. Mm. Have you heard of this? I have. So, I have not listened. Okay. So it's uh, – so Ted Kluck, one of the three hosts – well, he's really the lead host of the Happy Rant podcast. Uh, he's got like four or five different podcasts he does. Uh, hmm. And this is one of them. It's called the Gut Check Podcast. He does it with a guy named uh, Zach Bartles. And it's even less content than Happy Rant. So it's really just two guys who are very funny um, – just kind of talking about life and things that they find amusing. Huh. Mixture with some pop culture stuff. And Fun. So, yeah, it's it's very lighthearted. Uh, they don't take themselves too seriously at all. But, um, you know, sometimes you need a break from the heaviness and the seriousness of life and even po- other podcasts that I listen to. Uh, and so this is just a very lighthearted, um, nice to have – in the background as I'm doing other things. Oh, yeah. So that is the Gut Check Podcast. Awesome. All right, John, we have talked um, NBA All-Star break, NBA season and uh, leading up to the All-Star break. We've talked to Mets preview. We've talked he gets us, but do we get him? Mmm, tease. We have talked uh, Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein. That's a country that neither of us have been to. No, no, no. Is European? Eastern yes. Europe? Uh, I don't think it's Eastern European, is it? I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not totally sure. Like I know Luxembourg is mm-hmm. is Western Europe. It's, I think Liechtenstein is still Western European. Okay. I think. Okay. We have talked um, the Asbury Revival. We've talked the Gut Check podcast, and I think by definition have covered our various and sundry topics and so all that's left to say is until next time the Lord bless y'all real good later later